A quick note at the top here, as you can probably tell, my voice is a little lost today. It has been for a few days now, but I just don't want to delay this episode any further. So my apologies, but don't worry, I promise my voice will only sound this way during the intro and the outro of this episode. With that said, on with the show. Say one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. You're listening to Song and Story, conversations with songwriters about their songs. You can support this project on Patreon, and you can listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Learn more at songandstorypodcast.com. Well, I started out down a dirty road, started out all alone, and the sun went down as I crossed the hill, and the town lit up, the world got still. I'm learning to fly, but I ain't got wings. These are the iconic words of Tom Petty, may he rest in peace. Maybe it's corny or cliche at this point, but it's the truth. We're all constantly learning and relearning to fly, and we all need wings. That's why we have each other. In the annals of rock and roll history, the Beatles flew pretty darn high. And after the band broke up, Paul McCartney wanted to fly again. So he found some new friends. He found a new band to back him. And what name did they take? Wings. Paul McCartney and Wings. Tom Petty had the Heartbreakers. Sting had the Police. Bob Seger had the Silver Bullet Band. Bob Dylan had the band. Nearly 50 years on, Bruce Springsteen, my man, still has the E Street Band. Drew Holcomb has his neighbors, Mike Mangione has his kin, Florence has her machine, and Edward Sharp has his magnetic zeros. Whatever that means. My point is, we have friends because we need friends. We fly high and we get by with a little help from our friends. This episode of Song and Story features a brand new tune from James and the Drifters. If you're unfamiliar with their music, I am pleased to introduce you. Their sound changes from project to project, and their latest album, The Glow, has a great sound. So who is James, and who are the Drifters? In this episode, they're the friends who are going to remind us that each one of us has so much love to give. Hey, this is Kyle Jackson from James and the Drifters. We're based in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and this track is from our brand new album, The Glow. This song is called Tides.
I would probably describe this song if you made me as um, like indie new wave. I like it. You're okay with that? All right, good. Yeah. Let's, so let's just do... run with it. I'll write it down right now. <laughs> be like, well, Kevin said yeah, indie new yeah. wave. I would do indie new wave. And uh, that bit, you know, kind of the bum, bum, ba, da, 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 coming out of there, it's got elements of 80s synth pop. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which I love. That's my <laughs> bread and butter. <laughs> oh, man, there's so many fun tones. And, and, and it sounds that way because we recorded it kind of old style. Like, we recorded it to tape. There's no, like... Oh, you did analog? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It just kind of worked out. The the studio that we were recording at, you know, that's that's how they did it. And Oh, man. That's um, cool. Yeah. It gave it this uh, this feel that, that was... The, this, this, like, raw energy that we couldn't have captured if we... We did it digitally. So, uh, did it take longer? Yes, it took forever. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> there's no there's no splicing, you know. Right. It's just like you you screwed up the last part of that take, which was perfect until you screwed up. You like, let's run it again. So, it makes you appreciate it more, you know. Yeah. There's there's so much more more hard work <laughs> that went into it, and that's that's half the fun you know is this this sense of pride when you have a finished product you know and we're all just in the control room just speaking into these songs and saying what if we did this what if we did that you know and and then going through and like taking out every little breath in between each lyrical phrase like just the monotony that goes into all this stuff you know, <laughs> I'm just like reflecting back on my time in the studio. It's just like, what, what did I spend a whole day doing? Like going through each song and taking out <laughs> breaths. Yeah. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Right. I think I prefer uh, recording to tape just because it's, it's so raw and you know that there's every sound on there was produced you know, kind of quote unquote by hand and like these, these crazy weird tones, you know, it wasn't because we found like some, um, a filter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Through, through pro tools. It was because we, we actually, we took, we took a Moog or something and like ran it through a, a series of pedals and it made this ridiculous noise. And it's, it's so fun to be a part of that, like creative process you know, even if you're not the one playing the instrument, like speaking into it and just being and just witnessing it and just um, it was a blast recording to, to tape. Uh, yeah, that's cool. See, I've never I've never done it. To, I've never recorded uh, to tape, but I I really respect that. And I, I would imagine Jack White would appreciate everything <laughs> you're saying right now. Just that kind of, you know, uh, by the sweat of your brow, will you rec- will you record this album? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little less a uh, little less um, computer jargon, which is which is great for me because I'm not I'm not like your modern day techie, <laughs> not your modern day millennial. <laughs> what is your function in the band? Are you the lead singer? Lead singer, and then I dabble around on a acoustic guitar, so it gives me something to hold, so I can have like a. A point of separation between me and and people 
<laughs> oh man, I I feel the exact same way. I, both the guitar and the microphone are like my security blankets. It's yeah, I don't need it, but I want it. Right, that's how I feel. So, are you the principal songwriter, or do you all help write? And how many people are in the band? So there's uh, four musicians, and then we have uh, a sound tech uh, slash jack of all trades guy that that tours around with us too. So technically five. <laughs> okay. So it's been a kind of a crazy transition. Um, it started just as three friends in 2010. Uh, we pooled our money together, and the whole idea was we were going to have like just record on on each other's songs. And then we would each have a separate EP at the end of it. And I think we put out like 16 songs in an eight hour span at this poor guy's studio. <laughs> so he put up with a lot that day because we just kept like doing take after take. Um, that, that became our first album. It wasn't even like an intended thing. It just, yeah, we were driving home from the... Uh, recording time and we're just like man this was this was a blast like let's start playing out <laughs> and then we had to be like well what are we going to call ourselves so yeah that was 2010 and it's it's come a long ways um we've just been through so many variations i think there's been 15 15 people that have come and gone from this band and i'm kind of the the last of the mohican so was there ever a james or is this just a nom de plume yeah, the, it's the latter. <laughs> There's no James. <laughs> How did you settle on that? Um, so it, it, the, the very first story was um, it, it, the, the band kind of grew out of this like church community uh, initially. And um, I was living with, with my friend and uh, we were driving around town, just kind of killing some time. And um, <laughs> there's this guy in the middle of the sidewalk and he had his, his thumb out. So we picked him up and he was just trashed, just like garbage. And <laughs> we, we drove him like literally a block and he's like, that's my house. That's where I need to be. Like he, he it's like he came, came to in that moment. <laughs> and anyway, he, he told us his name was James. And so we were coming back from recording and we're like, well, we're, what are we going to call ourselves? And, my friend that was with me was like, what about James and the Drifters? You know, cause that, that story was still fresh in his mind. And so that's what we went with. And all these years later, it just seems like such an insignificant story, but like, that's <laughs> it's just man. one of those. Yeah. It just was in the moment. That's, that's what we were doing. That's something that was fresh on our minds at, at that one specific time. And it's just, has lasted <laughs> it's crazy so there's a guy out there who has a band named after him and he has no idea oh he does know oh really and i i know this because uh so like he would come out to shows early on before we were any good <laughs> and um he 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 was very proud about it you know once he found <laughs> out i think it took him a couple of years to find out that that it was the case but then I think I just saw him randomly, like maybe five years ago was probably the last time I saw him. And he was a, a, a manager at this wing joint <laughs> and just 
Yeah, I was like, hey, James, how you doing, man? <laughs> Glad you're doing well. We still have a band named after you. That's so funny. Yeah, so. So jumping into this track here, and I love the sound. I love the sound of this track. But then once I started, you know, very intentionally focusing on the lyrics, I kind of got that there was a story going on here. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's, is it fictional? Did you, are, are you singing in the first person as a character or is this, is this something that happened? So when I write, um, I don't really always know where it's going. Sure. And sometimes, sometimes it's just a journey that I'm on. And, you know, other times I write like with something to say, but sometimes it's kind of fun because I'm like trying to figure it out too while I'm doing it. Like what, what is flowing through me right now? You know, <laughs> uh-huh. it's sort of a, an out of body sort of experience. And then you can, you get done with it and you're just like, whoa, where did this come from? This is, this is so beautiful or so profound or not anything I've even thought about before. Um, and that's kind of how tides was. It's about loss of, you know, people in your life. It's about loss of control and like giving people, you sort of give them power to affect you. And it's this, this realization that you can like only control so much. I mean, people come and go and, there's always like feelings of regret, you know, the what ifs and through it all, like whether you have this feeling of like, oh man, I just had so much left to give to that. Or it's just a feeling of like, you know, I gave that everything I possibly could. It, it doesn't really matter because all these things kind of shape who you are and <laughs> in a sort of chopped up, trying to figure it out as I go away that is what tides is about yeah so the way you sing it is it's very fragmented I guess the way the the lyrics roll out with the melody um, you you're fragmenting these ideas in these sentences which I like because it makes the listener have to work a little harder <laughs> to to follow it but what I thought was really cool is when uh, is it Danny did she go by Danny or Danielle yeah Danny yeah so when she sent me the lyrics, uh, I noticed that they were typed out in full sentences right? with capitalization, punctuation, which, you know, a lot of artists don't do. I actually, I do that. You know, when I write songs, I will write in full sentence form sure. and then kind of fra- fragment them. But if you take a verse that's maybe got 12 lines to it, if you write it out, it's like a paragraph right. with all these <laughs> thoughts and conditions on it. That's just kind of how it how it happens i can't really explain it and so then it looks more like a story as opposed to a poem yeah but but the way it's broken up you know within the song and and the way we sing it it affects you differently than if you just read it right in full sentence form as a paragraph but i noticed you know in the opening line come back i don't want to hear nothing new if you run away from me it was a short stack pills i took every day they were left beside the sink you know, not knowing if this was just kind of a, a, a real experience or, or a fictional story or something going on, mm-hmm. um, the specificity of that was really interesting to me. You know, I, I know you said you started writing this as kind of an exploration, but 
Was there a scene running through your head? Because that's a very particular thing. It, it's almost like like she's leaving. Yeah. I don't want to hear nothing new if you run away from me. Don't give me any more excuses. Don't don't try to think of some new excuse for why you're leaving this time. Sure. And it almost seems like did it have something to do? I feel like I'm rambling, but <laughs> you're good. <laughs> better than better you than me. <laughs> <laughs> In whatever in whatever scene was kind of going on in, in your head that was leading to these themes, sure. was there a stack of pills or something that, that you or that the yeah. person singing would take every day and she ran off with them or she kind of confronted, you were kind of, kind of confronted about them? Um, yeah, no, um, there, there was no stack of pills per se. Um, however, I hear things. And I want to say like a lot of times, like things that uh, even stories that you hear, you know, it doesn't have to be an, an event that happened in your life, but the stories that you hear of loss and tragedy, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, these stories will find their way into your everyday thought. And then from there, when you're, when you're creating, they sort of get in there. And there was this story of, of this, this famous person. I don't even remember who it was, but um, it, it made the news because they were famous, obviously. But these tragedies happen all the time and they happen every day. But, you know, they were backing up out of, the, out of their driveway and they ended up, you know, hitting their child who was playing in the yard and they didn't realize, oh it, you know, it's tragedies like that. And what I wanted to, you know, communicate through this song is that, you know, whether it's something like that, whether it's something like pills were left beside the sink, you know, tragedies happen. And yeah, they're mistakes, but they're unintended, you know? Sure. Uh, there are things that you could have controlled, but there are also things that you would have never thought to do differently, you know? Sure. I, almost like if, if you own a gun, you're the chances of you using it on yourself exactly. are way higher than they are of you using it on someone else. Yeah. Right. Or, or just like if you own a gun period, the chances of something happening in your home go up just because that's a possibility now, you know, right. if you own a car, the chances of you hitting your child go up dramatically. If you own a car, you know, these are the things that are, you know, just part of life, a part of, being a human and the loss and the tragedy. I think that's what this song's about. It's just like, there are things in this world and we can't explain them and they're heartbreaking, but we get through them and we learn from them and we appreciate life more because of them. That's sort of it, it in a nutshell. Yeah, man. I, I think um, the summer winds contaminated can't see through the haze that's it's the simplest of metaphors right to throw to throw on top of this yeah um did that just kind of roll out it did (laughs) it did and and i just knew it was right you know it's this this was one of those like gifts from from the universe you know sometimes sometimes you just you're not sure where things come from but but you look back and you're like, wow, where did that come from? You know, like I was saying earlier, and, and this song is one of those. It's, 
it was it's it's just kind of like you you step back and you just know you know it's something really beautiful and something that's that's going to connect with people and not necessarily even even in the way that you intended it's it's so deep you know that people are going to interpret it differently and that's okay you know right i i prefer that i don't want everything to be cut and dry i don't want there to be zero mystery <laughs> the mystery is what makes it so cool you know oh sure sure i mean as a metaphor alone my mind kind of runs with it you know i'll just kind of trail off and and flesh out other implications of it or or just the fact of a summer wind or the reality of a summer wind on a hot day what you want is a breeze yeah because you still get to enjoy the sunshine and the warmth but you get a little bit of relief in the midst of it right right so if if that is what is wrapped up in kind of the beauty of a of a summer wind you know to then label it as contaminated yeah yeah it's it's giving us a little bit of relief but it's also kind of giving us a bit of a haze that's making it harder to see you know it's a there's a a negative that kind of comes in creeps in with that and seems to overshadow the positive and so all that to me is really cool that you follow it up with but i'm gonna be here when you're gone like a stone right that's that's where the choice comes in you know what are what are you going to do about it you know i'm going to i'm going to stay here and i'm going to you know continue pushing through all of this with or without you you know yeah but yeah it's uh it's funny you know i i hadn't really thought about the summer wind part over the last several months you know pretty much since like since it was written it was just like i don't know it's it's funny like you you write songs and then you don't necessarily think about them you know so much you 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 move on to to other aspects you know how can we make this part cool how can we you know do this or this with the music you know what what can we add here and the lyrics just kind of get lost in that as a songwriter <laughs> cuz you're just trying to move on how can we push this song to the the next level you know and yeah man i feel like you sparked a lot of emotions um, thinking about summer winds, like in my hometown, everyone is, you know, it's, it's Laker country. So there's just like all these people driving around, you know, carefree, like they're just spending their, their whole day out on the lake, you know, having fun. And that's, that's very much the environment that like, you know, that community is. And um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but no, that's fine. So it's it's a simple image, but it it seems to just come from the same place as you, from the the atmosphere, the environment that you actually live in. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean these these words and these phrases, like they're they aren't coming from nothing. It's just like some sometimes you have to figure out where these came, they came from, <laughs> and sometimes you don't even think about it. The musical theme that repeats itself after the choruses. Um, it's fun and upbeat and kind of lifts you up and takes you to another place. But when I listen to it, I do hear like, longing or nostalgia right. within that sound. The, are you talking about the, uh, like the bridge? I've got so much love to give. No, so th- there is that part. That elevates the song in and of itself. It, it kind of 
throws a different um, filter on the whole on the whole thing. Sure. Um, but I'm talking about the the kind of 80s synth pop sound. The bum bum. Oh yeah. I'm saying like that to me. That's really fun and upbeat, and it makes me snap my fingers, you know, <laughs> bottom my head, tap my toes. Yeah. But I also feel a sense of a sense of longing uh, in that. Yeah. Do you feel that at all? Or was there a specific uh, kind of feeling you were going for with that? Or you just like the way it sounded? Oh man. I, I think it's just, I think so much of this album is just like, it's just like the, the tones, you know, for, for are, are just so similar from song to song. I feel like, um, and that's sort of how we, we made some of these songs fit together. And so, uh, yeah, I, I hear you, but um, <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm not really sure how that happened. It's just, it was more so just like, um, yeah, that sounds really cool. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know? could, it could just be me. Yeah. So, yeah. Jumping into the, the second verse, mm-hmm. um, there's another metaphor that I really like contained within it, but there's also just that first line of, you know, way back, way back when I knew everything and nothing about myself. Mm -hmm. I don't know how old I was when I kind of first had that thought, but there's, there's something to it. I think Socrates says it, you know, he, he is wisest who knows that he knows nothing. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) And, and, and Bono, Maybe channeling Socrates. Oh yeah, it might be city of Bl- city of blinding lights. Okay, when he says, uh, "The more I see, the less I know. The more I find out as you go." Um, maybe that line is maybe I got that wrong. But David Wimbish of the Collection. Do you know those guys? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I forget what track it is of theirs. It's from their Ars Moriendi record. That's the line is something like. I I know nothing or like, I I don't know anything at all. And then he screams, Oh, what a relief. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which I think is hilarious. The realization that it's okay. (laughs) There's, there's beauty and ignorance. (laughs) There is, there's beauty and ignorance. There's also, there's a a strange beauty in realizing that you don't know everything Mm. that you have been wrong about so much. Right. And I don't know if that just comes from realizing, man, I've been, I've been really arrogant about a lot of stuff. I should just shut up. Right. (laughs) Or, or maybe, or maybe when you realize that in others as well, you know, I mean, we're, we're all human here. We're all trying to get through this life and we're all experiencing similar thoughts and similar feelings. (laughs) And we're all trying to like, you know, figure out who we are and what our journey is going to be. And it's just, I don't know, realizing that, that we all go through that. There's just so much like insecurity within all of that. And we're all insecure. And you may have like ways to play it off to make it look like you're not. But at the end of the day, we're all experiencing very similar things, <laughs> you know, and we're all, we figure it out in our own times, but we've all been there where we, we had no clue what we were doing or, or what we were wanting to do in this life or what we were good at. And, and so that, that kind of comes out of, out of that, you know, that line was born out of the insecurity that I experienced as a teenage boy trying to figure out this life. The metaphor contained in that second verse 
if you know, if, if you could kind of sense in the moment where that came from, you know, that I, I thought I was in a dream. Mm. It was loaded beneath the pillow. I never thought it would go off. That's a, it's a kind of a cool way to describe a state of life, <laughs> you know, as, as that loaded gun beneath the pillow that you never think you're going right. to use. Right. You know, and we, we all have these loaded guns <laughs> and I'm not even sure where that lyric came from. It just, it sort of flowed really well with the, um, the first verse, the whole idea that like, you know, you say, you say a line about way back, way back when I knew everything and nothing about myself, you know, and it's just this, like the statement of realization followed up with, and here was the unintended consequence of that. Yeah. And it's, it's coupled with the realization that follows in the bridge that I've got, I've got so much love to give. Yeah. I might not, as it turns out, know anything, but that's okay. And I've got love to give. And that, that, that matters. Right. That's, that's important. You know? Yeah. You hit it right on the head. You know, there are, there are certain things in this world that we can't control, but like you can control how much love you give and who you give it to. And the song is about, you know, regret and looking back and and wishing, you know, longing for things that you can't necessarily control, um, mistakes that have happened, whether they're, you know, intended or not. And just realizing that, you know, I've learned something from that and I'm not going to let it happen again. I have so much love to give. I have so much to offer this world. And it's, you know, it's easy to focus on like a lot of the uh, downer tones. But I mean, at the end of the day, this song is supposed to like come around full circle. And (laughs) what I hoped would happen is that it would be like sort of inspiring to people. Um, And so we've we've kind of been ending some of our shows with like this, you know, just singing like I've got so much love to give and then you know, everyone sort of joins in and it just becomes this, this really beautiful moment of we're all just kind of pouring that positive, good, beautiful energy out and uh, it sort of spills over into everyone else. It's just so contagious. And so, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) I, I write uh, in a, variety of styles and genres just because I like a lot of different stuff. And so I, you know, I'll write anything from hymns to drinking songs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I play anything from hymns to drinking songs, depends on where I'm playing, who the crowd is, all that stuff. Sure. But I always like to end whatever the last song is on a more introspective or reflective note, you know, something like ending with I've got so much love to give with with the communal aspect of everybody in a room acknowledging that together because fun is fun you know fun is fleeting fun is momentary but when you can like when you can end a performance that might be full of fun and full of rock and roll with that sentiment with everybody acknowledging that together right. like that that sticks with you you know like that's that's going to imprint the whole thing in their memory exactly a little more yeah and it and it sort of gives gives us a sense of a sense of purpose like as as a band and i mean unless unless you've got some direction as far as what you're like trying to accomplish here you know it's it's just kind of fallen on deaf ears 
I mean, it's it's fun to make music and it's fun to dance, but like at the end of the day, like you want to connect with people. You know, that's that's why I got into it. You know, so as long as we can find a way to do that, I'm happy and I'm content making music, whatever that looks like. But really, at the end of the day, we just want to connect and we want to speak. You know, we want to speak positive vibes and love into people's lives and and hope that it's contagious and hopefully through all this craziness that we're trying to do we can make this world a better place but i mean don't really have control over that just have control on what we over what we do you know
Thank you for listening to Song and Story. If you enjoyed my conversation with Kyle from James and the Drifters, please go check out more of their music. They've got some great stuff, and it's all available on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, all those sites. You can find links and learn more at jamesandthedrifters.com, and I've put links in the show notes on songandstorypodcast.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting it on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash songandstory. You can follow me, Kevin Heider, as well as Song and Story Podcast on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Thanks for listening. Because you still are, here's a little bonus clip. I feel like every album we do is just like entirely different, you know? Yeah, I kind of did a double take after I heard this new stuff. Because like, right. wait, is this, this is the same band, right? <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's really, I think that's cool. Yeah. Well, and I, I think a lot of that is, you know, like I was saying, like, we've just had so many people come and go. And in between, you know, those times, we'll release another album, you know, and uh, just the the people that are that are part of that project when we're creating music get to sort of shape what it's going to sound like obviously and so that's why there's so many there's so many different flavors in our catalog you know if people ask me what what genre we are and i'm just like uh <laughs> i don't know you know because it's so hard it started off it was a three-piece folk band with banjo and accordion and now it's full-fledged like rock and roll right well we we actually when we first started recording this this album uh, before Danny and her husband Morrison, uh, you know, approached us about becoming our label for 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 doing an album, we were planning to do like four separate EPs, which would all be four separate parts of a bigger album, if that makes sense. And so we were going to release these over the span of like maybe two, three years, uh, with each part having you know like three, maybe four songs. And ironically, we'd released the first part and we were in the studio <laughs> recording the second part. And that's when Danny and Morrison approached us about becoming our label <laughs> for the album. And they're like, well, what if we scrapped the whole part idea and we did it a full length? <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, absolutely. And and everyone was on board with that. Um but unfortunately, we had already released three of the songs. <laughs> so that got a little sticky. Um, but but we, we just ended up pulling those songs. Those songs sounded completely different than the rest that we recorded. So we got to like the final few songs um, that we were going to record. And we're like, yeah, let's just redo them. So we ended up completely redoing those songs just so that it would fit with the rest of the album. Okay. This yeah. this wasn't one of those songs though. It didn't have. This was there's not no alternate. This was, original there is no okay. alternate original. No, not tides. Are you gonna ever re- release those as like a re-release them, <laughs> or or throw them at the end as like a, a deluxe version? <laughs> Maybe down the road, if I can make money, Kevin, I'm gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um,